Traveler, we're live from the apocalypse. Hi, hey, hello, it's me, Will, your Academy H storyteller. Just stopping by to say hi and introduce a new episode of Academy H, our Masks Actual Play podcast. This show, just like all of the shows we put on at Live from the Apocalypse, benefits a nonprofit or aid organization, in this case, the First Nations Development Institute. If you'd like to help us support some of the great causes that we platform, we record this show live on Twitch every other Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at twitch.tv slash live from the apocalypse. And hey, if you are listening to this on the day it releases, catch us next Sunday night at the aforementioned time recording some new episodes with our special guest, Sydney from Nat20 Productions. That arc has been a blast, and I am looking forward to wrapping it up, but I would be very sad to see it go. But that is a story for another time. Okay, listen. I hear what you're saying, alright? I do. Well, Academy H comes out on Sundays. It's Monday. What happened? Well, it was a busy week, alright? I apologize. Mea culpa mea culpa. Can we please move on? And to thank you for so graciously forgiving me, please enjoy this hilarious episode. Here's Cause and Effect, Part 3. In a Powers University classroom, which has rows of tables, some equipment set up on said tables, more equipment definitely lining the walls, there's kind of a low counter ranging around the outside that has yet even more equipment on it. Probably a few books as well. There may be some pictures and uh, educational graphics up on the walls. At the front of the classroom, where a teacher or professor would normally stand, there is one large image of some sort of deep chasm that has, uh, in this image, a metallic walkway running around the inside of said chasm. Uh, It's an image that has clearly been blown up to be quite large. It's framed nicely mounted on the wall. All in all, a fairly nondescript college classroom, except for the presence of two costumed individuals, although costume might be pushing it in some of those cases. Bethel and Danny, you have just teleported into the classroom when you hear a rattle of the doorknob turning and the door starting to creak open. What do you do? Lyra rips off just the the cowl part, because that's the only part that she had from her costume, off and, like, just shoves it into into her back pocket, and she just straight up looks at Danny, and she's like, I don't know who's coming in, but as far as they are concerned, I have no idea who you are, okay? 
Danny, uh, seeing Bethel without her mask, goes wide-eyed puppy dog and just nods. Okay. The door opens a little bit more before somebody steps in, kind of slinking around the doorway without fully opening it. You do recognize the figure of your professor, Dr. Stacy, who uh, has this sort of gray, fairly close-cropped hair, uh, tends to dress in very muted earth tones, as if she were about to go on a hike after class lets out. You saw her not that long ago, right before the alarm started going off on the Powers University campus, and everything went into lockdown. Or rather, this one building went into lockdown. She scans the room before she fully steps in, just to make sure everything seems to be okay. And she sees you standing there. She looks a little on edge. And then her eyes fall on Danny, who is presumably still standing there. You see her eyebrows sort of knit in confusion. Without preamble, she says, Everything all right in here? I think things are more all right in here than they are out there. Why are... Why is there a... What's happening outside? Without taking her eyes off of Danny, she answers you and says, There was some kind of a fight right outside of the campus, it sounds like. Uh, Powers and all that. Not really sure of the specifics yet. Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, excuse me, are you a student here? <laughs> Name's Dan. The school went into lockdown and I decided to hide. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just like, oh, thank Jesus. <laughs> You're not certain she is put at ease. And she nods slowly and says, You mind if I check your ID? Your student ID? Oh, I was just... I don't go to school here. You see, I'm a bit of an art teacher. I was here for an interview when all of the ruckus kicked off. I apologize, but my ID is in my other pair of pants. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Lyra's just, like, holding herself perfectly still, just trying to, like, not react. Well, Dan, this ain't the art building. When the fight kicked off, I simply ran for the closest building, and me, being a bit of a looky-loo, tried to (laughs) see the fight from the windows in here. I imagine that probably would have been fairly difficult with them being locked down and all. Yes, I saw nothing. (laughs) Well... Everything seems to have calmed down outside, she says pointedly. Well, I'm gonna go. And then Danny opens a portal and leaves. <laughs> Lyra just like sucks in a deep breath and just tries her absolute hardest not to react. Good. Ah, <laughs> uh, she jumps. Definitely. As you open the portal and step through, it closes behind you, and she kind of catches herself against the door, puts a hand up to her chest, almost, like, protectively, and just stares at the spot where you were a second ago. Lyra, are you doing anything? That all happens, and she was just standing there, like, as 
still as she could, as if, like, if she didn't move, she wouldn't be noticed. And after Danny chooses to portal out and he's gone, she, like, kind of a little belatedly feigns the same kind of a reaction that Dr. Stacy did, kind of the same surprised reaction. And she's like, uh, he didn't get, he didn't do that when he he came in. I didn't know he could do that. He He used the door. All right. Yeah. I mean, he must have come in right after I left. I mean, everything would have been locked after the alarm started going off. Uh, sounds very weird. There's a lot of holes in his story, not the least of which is the teleporting. So I probably have to follow up on some of that with campus security. Uh, I mean, he didn't do anything. If that helps, he was, you know, polite. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> But where where did where did you end up getting locked out? <laughs> oh, I was in my office. This room is probably safe enough for him to get trapped inside of, but it's not like there isn't you know sensitive materials and documents elsewhere in this building. Right, you know you're you, you're you're right, man. Hell of a day, huh? Yeah, no kidding. A lot of excitement recently. Seems like a lot more than I'm used to. Uh, all right, well, I'm sorry, where were we before all of that? Uh, you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, I don't remember. <laughs> and she says, uh, yeah, it it has been that kind of day, hasn't it? Look, I'm, I'm not sure either one of us is going to be 100% uh, for the rest of the day, so maybe we just circle back to this, uh, but... Just want to make sure classes are going okay, everything's going all right, you're settling in. Yeah, classes are fine as as a whole. There's no problems with, with that. Um, you know, just keeping keep to it. Uh, a lot of, yep, so everything's fine. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear it. Let's see, when would we, when would we have the next available opportunity? She pulls out her halo phone and like she's scrolling through a, a schedule of some kind um like a calendar she says looks like maybe uh schedules will line up on on friday maybe you can come back and you can touch base then talk about the project yeah, yeah. no because I, I do know we we have to schedule lab time yeah we'll get that done then too but i, I honestly i think for the rest of the day just try to relax after whatever that was I'm fine. I'm relaxed. I mean, I was in here. Nothing happened in here. It was just, uh, tin walls. And I kind of, like, gestured to the still, <laughs> the still, like, boarded up windows. I imagine it was much more, uh, exciting out there. Nothing, nothing exciting in here at all, ma'am. Um. Fortunately, nothing out there that we need to worry about. So. Um. Actually, if you then if you don't mind, uh, since I I did miss I did miss a class this morning, um, I'm gonna if if it's okay since we're not if we're gonna cut this short, I might go try to find that professor and see if there was anything I missed. Oh, by all means, I'll send you the uh, calendar invitation. Uh, thank you, Doctor Stacy. Uh, I appreciate it. Just gonna walk out into the hallway. Danny is in the hallway. Oh God, thank you. Oh, she's gonna cut. She, like, pushes him down into, like, a stairwell, because she knows, like, any second Professor Stacy's about to come right out behind her. 
when you look back in the room as you're exiting it, you see that she is just kind of <laughs> examining the spot where Danny <laughs> created the portal and disappeared through it. She's like, okay, come on, we gotta go before she comes back out and sees you again. Can do. <laughs> Dan's always happy to help. Danny will break the facade and be like, I don't know where Danny begins and Dan ends. Uh, well, I, I will say, um, Dan might might have some concerns. I think she's gonna give your description to campus security. Then Dan must die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that Danny may live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm gonna walk over to the physics building. Do you want to? I have to go talk to a professor over there. I don't know. Would you like company? Um, I um, also the whole time Danny is not looking at Bethel in the face out of uh, respect. She appreciates it. She does. <laughs> I can also leave if you would prefer. Um. Honestly, that might be better. I appreciate it, though, Danny. I do. Um, okay. If you need a ride home, text someone else. I lost my phones. Okay. That sounds... <laughs> All of that them. tracks. Um, okay. Uh, but, Danny, thank you for coming. I know it's been weird, but thank you. We may not always agree, but you are still my friend. And with that, Danny will disappear back to uh, campus and away from the media. Heartfelt. Um, you realize at, in the aftermath of Danny leaving that Danny's portals make a distinct and loud noise. And you probably need yep. to leave quickly. Gonna go, gonna go to my class that I missed. Perfect. So you're just going to, your, to the physics building to actually follow up on a class that you missed? You're not uh, doing anything else? Uh, I think it was physics. I think Lyra will go to at least see if there's anything she missed and then probably circle back to the dorms to see how everyone else ended up. Fair enough. Uh, you can absolutely do that. You go across the campus to the physics building. You track down your professor, but it's early on in the semester and it was basically just like introductions that you missed. Kind of just a basic PowerPoint that he says he'll email you. And just not make a habit of this. I will do my my level best, sir. That's all I can ask for. In the aftermath of your battle with your your new arch foes, <laughs> Trashly yep. and Trasher, Lyra obviously had to hurry back to the classroom lest suspicions <laughs> be aroused. But where did Kaz and uh, Alex go? What are you up to? Uh, well, I remember from where we left off last time. Alex was posing for some pictures and had specifically invited Kaz <laughs> along to try and basically start building Kaz's own presence, basically, specifically to try and build a counter narrative to the the one that that bald bad man. Um, bald bad man. Yeah. <laughs> Stricker. Yep. Yes. Was trying to to spin about him absolutely yeah you were you did give some interviews um you gave a, a pretty good speech to the assembled group that was filming and could have definitely spoken to more people if you wanted to probably more of it on film and i, I think uh, i think probably uh alex alex is obviously more comfortable with this than kaz is so i think probably alex is going to try to help 
Kaz out a bit and then is probably kind of kind of try to gauge Kaz's level of comfort because obviously I think at least from from Alex's perspective then if Kaz gets too overwhelmed and flustered you know then then things could take a turn for the worse and so I think probably was going to be trying to just kind of watch Kaz's comfort level with the whole thing and then you know if it seemed like it was getting too much to then be like you know kill him and leave and always leave him wanting more so I guess what I will ask is, Kaz, was there anything in particular that you wanted to say? Any message that you definitely wanted to get out there? So I think we ended the last episode, at least for Kaz's part, recording the biggest piece that he wanted to say, which pretty much communicated, first of all, I am working with Victory. And second of all, I am a superhero. I think if questions went on, he would have talked perhaps a bit like if anybody asked you know what are your powers he would have said you know i do bone magic as is always his answer and felt comfortable with that but if the questions continued after that point alex could definitely tell kaz was getting increasingly uncomfortable slash processing like oh shit i just said that that's on film I can't go back from this and was definitely not answering quite as smoothly or talking as smoothly as he was at the beginning. And I think that level of discomfort might be reached fairly quickly after you mentioned that you do bone magic as this is an assembled group of college kids. And there are, there's just a <laughs> lot of like high-fiving and stuff that breaks out in the wake of that announcement. Various jokes uh, and gestures and things of that nature. Definitely celebratory in nature, but maybe not quite the <laughs> vibe you were going for. No, and actually I'm going to say I think that said, like that is the response Kaz kind of expected in some ways. I mean, it's also just how he describes his magic, but I think it's less that response and more the fact that that makes him think about Jonathan and how Jonathan would always give him shit for saying that he does bone magic where like Alex can see the mood shifts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Kaz, as you kind of get lost uh, in your, in your memories of Jonathan and thinking about that, Alex, you would notice the situation starting to devolve as someone from the crowd in the wake of that announcement just yells out like, yeah, I do bone magic too. And then it's pretty much just like chaos in the aftermath of that. And I think uh, that there, as noticing sort of the situation starting to deteriorate a little bit, uh, Alex probably will swoop in, will answer a couple questions just to kind of, you know, take back control. And then we'll uh, be like, catch us on choir. Uh, you know, right right now it's just uh, the victory account. But uh, to, don't keep your eyes out. Uh, I'll be posting some stuff about uh, a official uh, Squad H account. Uh, coming soon, you can keep track of uh, all of our all of our crime fighting doings on there. Uh, stay stay in school, um, nerds, nerds, nerds. You try to start a cheer of nerds, 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 but the only thing the crowd is chanting is bone magic, bone magic, bone magic. Yeah, all right, yeah, that, was, that was that was gonna happen. So, and then we'll sort of uh, hustle hustle Kaz away as we're walking. We also uh, Alex will say to Kaz, "Hey, you did you did awesome." man genuinely also you know honestly and hey if your situation and it's going to be a bit much uh honestly don't force it it is fine to walk away james brown never did encores (laughs) 
yeah, uh, that sure that that makes sense. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, I thought so. Yep. <laughs> James Patterson never did not, of course. Um, <laughs> 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 we'll pick back up with Alex and Kaz, um, probably just a couple blocks away. There are still some people like milling around you uh like you haven't gotten outside of the range of the chaos you see occasionally see some people hustling by you in the direction of the fight that you left behind that sort of tore up some of the street Uh, a few people here and there like pointing you out both of you mostly victory who's more obviously in costume but not really like coming over or bothering you one person passes you on a bike like two blocks away and just yells bone magic over his shoulder as he goes and uh but you are you are out of that situation essentially and you are just presumably headed back towards the branch yeah. academy or yeah. the very least that's where alex is going if cass needs to break off and go somewhere else uh alex won't stop him no i think it's pretty clear you're on the same path so it's a little bit of a walk to get back to the Brandt Academy, Powers University, while it's definitely still within the city of Province, it is in a little bit of a different area. So we'll say it takes you about maybe 30 minutes of walking if you're not going to catch a cab or anything like that, or use the, um, use the highly efficient and well-coordinated Province bus system. But either way, as you are walking up to the gates of the Brant Academy, I think you would notice, Kaz, you have been somewhat on alert for a while now. You've kind of been having to watch your back. And while that is starting to change, fortunately, you've still kind of gotten in this habit of better safe than sorry. So I will let you roll to assess the situation uh, with Superior. That is an eight. You can ask one question. And so what I'll say is that you you get kind of a weird feeling as you turn the corner to walk up to the entrance of the Brandt Academy and onto campus. I'm, I'm debating a few questions. I'm thinking what here is the biggest threat. You realize that you realize that what has kind of set your warning bells off in your head your Kill Bill Sirens, if you will, is that there is, across the street from the entrance to the Brandt Academy, a black unmarked car parked. And as you start walking up to the gates, the door to that car opens, and you see a man with close-cropped, sandy, blondish-brown hair wearing a green military jacket step out of the car and start clearly moving kind of quickly to intercept you. Um, and you would immediately recognize the man who had been identified by the EIB agents uh, as Walters approaching you. And I think with that, almost simultaneously, Kaz, first of all, turns on his magic. So immediately starts like glowing purple and grabs Alex's arm as though that's going to do anything uh, to Alex um, to sort of like try and force Alex to look in the same direction he's looking in. (laughs) What? what, what? That. As you do that, Walters basically hits the sidewalk uh, ahead of you and like puts a hand up to like indicate stop. And he says, whoa, whoa, I'm not looking for any trouble. Then why are you here? 
kind of looks down at the ground, honest to God, sort of like scuffs a shoe against the sidewalk, puts his hands in his pockets. He says something a little too quietly for you to really hear it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't, I didn't uh, quite catch that. I said, I'm sorry. All right, I, I said I'm here to apologize. By your own choice, or because you were told to? I mean, yeah, I got told to, but that's not... Like, if I always, you know, did what they told me to do, we wouldn't be in this situation, would we? Yeah, no, that's true. Look, uh, things got out of hand. I wasn't given the most accurate information about the situation, as it seems to have turned out. What did they tell you? I mean, they told me, you know, who your dad is. They told me you were dangerous, what you could do, and that you were a threat. I kind of put two and two together, I guess, on my own. Sort of figured that would make you, you know, like a... I don't know, like a villain or something. You, you jumped to a lot of conclusions there, but uh, I... I mean, if that's the information you were given, I can see why that was what you thought. I, I blame them more than I blame you. We don't really have this where I come from. Like, where I'm from, we don't really have the whole, like, supervillain, superhero thing. That's not really something I'm used to. So, somebody says, you know, dangerous supervillain's kid, I assume, oh, probably, you know, neutralize the target. Obviously, I acted rashly and put, you know, your friends in a bad position, too. Didn't exactly know how young some of you were. I mean, we were trying to, you know, point that out. No one really seemed to be listening to that. Yeah, it's been a few years, but uh, I'm afraid I still got a pretty bad case of soldier brain. I mean, like I said before, it makes sense. You were told what you were told. You acted on the information you'd been given, and you're not the person I blame. I don't love the fact that you pointed a gun at me or my friends. I have a thing about guns. Not my favorite, but... I mean, if you thought you were there to neutralize the threat, I can see why you reacted the way you did. You know, if it helps... Uh, it's not technically... A gun. Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. And, you know, hey, man. Um, incidentally, um, I feel like I probably should ask. Um, are you doing okay? He looks uh, confused for a second and says, Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fine. The armor uh, took pretty much all the damage. I was... I was out for like a minute, but nothing permanent. Yeah, like two minutes, but okay. All right, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, hey, uh, hey, I don't want to say just like part of the reason I think the things escalated the way they did, and, the, and you didn't know this, um, you were not the first person by a factor of like 20 to have pointed a gun at Kaz seemingly without provocation. Had you been the first, 
things probably wouldn't have escalated the way that they did. But this was coming on the heels of a lot of people pointing a lot of guns in Kaz's direction without a lot of provocation. And so I think we were all a little uh, more high-strung in that situation than we might otherwise have been. Yeah, look, I, I get it. All right. And look, if there's if there's anything I can do to make up for it or, you know, help out, whatever, let me know. I'm in town for a couple more days and I'm off the clock, so. You got a card or anything like that? Ah, <laughs> hmm. uh, no, no, I don't. You got a phone? I do. <laughs> right. No, I'll just give you a number. <laughs> Has will add it to his phone. Yeah, you, um, you call me, well, I'll, no, you have my number, so you call me, and then I'll add your number. Uh, Alex, Alex also puts, uh, puts his number in his phone, but the contact name is Candy Shell. Incredible. If he notices, he doesn't comment on it. Yeah, and Kaz will call so that they have each other's respective contact information. All right, cool, cool, got it. Yeah, and look, uh, even if there's nothing in the next couple of days, if you're ever on the West Coast, hit me up. I definitely will. Uh, thanks for not being as much of a dick as some of the people you were working for. Yeah, you know, job's a job. You need some better jobs, man. You're not wrong. <laughs> I know. The unmarked car honks and Jake looks over at it and raises his arm and just yells across the crowded street and says, yeah, I'm going, I'm going. Nods at both of you. And then steps off the curb. Gets back into the car, which drives away. And Kaz just looks at Alex and says, well, that was unexpected. You know, I mean, I think... I think for, you know, him having a car dropped on him from about a mile up, um, took it pretty well. I'd, I'd say so. Seems like he realized how much his employers suck. I, I mean, again, I'm going to stress, um, we dropped a car on him from like a mile up and he apologized. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of us attempted murder. <laughs> I mean, technically that was Danny, but yes. Oh yes, because because only Danny, only Danny will bear the consequences of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what consequences? He right? Apologized. No. Of, of, of course. Uh, yes. Exactly. Yes. It's over now. Yes. That was it. That was the end of that. <laughs> Forever. Speaking of Danny, you open a portal back to the suite. What are you doing? Danny is going to go back in his room and uh, work on his secret project, but he is no longer putting up a barrier to the room so that other people can't get in. He has come to peace with his disgruntled nature. And your secret project is the uh, board, the yarn board in your uh, white room, right? No, that, this is a diff we never actually covered what this secret project was, but it is um, Danny is painting his room. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. He is getting back into art because he uh, loved it when he was a kid. So he is now uh, painting what his heart feels in the room in between researching things. I love that. 
It's really sweet. I thought he was just bedazzling that sword stick. I, I feel the need to ask what 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 does Danny's heart heart feel? What 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 does the canvas reveal? Uh, yeah, if you want to, I can I can paint the picture. Um, so if you walk into Danny's room, um, if you walk into the room itself, just from looking through the door, you can't see what he's working on. He's working on the wall that the door is on because he is branching outwards in a way. So right now he hasn't made it to the other ones. But if you look, you will see very simple. They're not simple. They're uh, minimalist paintings of the people he remembers, the kids, um, the other survivors. There's even a crossroads but the face he's like the back is turned because he knew him and he wants to hold on to his memories however he can but he also accepted the crossroads he's dealing with here is not the crossroads he knew and he didn't necessarily hate that crossroads as much as he hates this crossroads um and then as it branches out it is um more people he has since known as coming here like there's uh claire perkins um and there's the team. Uh, there are some of the people he has met, just like like his regular barista at the Starbucks he uh, robs. The sister that he is in love with um, has a more grandiose picture than everybody else. But even then, it, it is just him trying to uh, capture as much of his time here because he doesn't know. He doesn't trust his memory. Danny, you are painting all of that onto the wall of your room in glorious detail. Imagine you're feeling pretty good about it, maybe feeling more grounded than you have for a while. As you are doing so, as you are painting, you're putting, we'll say the last bit of an outline in black of crossroads. You're drawing of crossroads just for emphasis, really to make him stand out. And you notice a line across the wall immediately next to this one where you have not painted and at first you kind of think maybe you just flung some paint on it by accident when you uh, took a stroke too wide or something like that but if you draw closer to inspect it you see that it is not in fact splattered paint it's not in fact paint at all it appears to be a crack of some kind is it like the crack that he broke open in the alley if you put your hands up to touch it, it feels hot. Hmm. Danny is unhappy because this is his space. But last time Danny encountered this, it was not. He just went off on his own. But also, he doesn't want the others in his space. So Danny's going to, like, pace back and forth, like, biting his nails, trying to think what to do next before opening two portals and pulling out of one a trough and then the other one a bucket of spackle. And he is going to see if he can cover up the crack and pretend it is not there because right now he does not need this. With spackle, yes, you can cover it up. Is the heat still underneath it? Hard to tell. You're not sure if you are actually feeling it after you spackle over the crack or if you are just imagining that you're feeling it okay uh danny unsure of himself is going to uh he's going to paint over like right under it uh possible evil portal (laughs) ask for help uh and then he's going to underline help three times And I will say that at that moment, the door opens to the suite, and Kaz and Alex, you walk in. And I will say that you probably 
I'll say that your detour added a little bit of time and you had to walk. Lyra's a lot more familiar with the city bus system. So uh, I'll say that you and uh, the two of you and Lyra met up in the lobby and then took the elevator up to the suite. You guys got to start riding the bus. Like, it's incredibly effective. It's so good. Alex says we needed cardio. It's true. This is, I, you know, and honestly, hey, I'm sorry, Kaz, I shouldn't have dragged you along for this. But like, and this is this is my big cardio week. So nothing with wheels for me, sadly. Okay, but like, I just mean in general, because every time I've seen you, you've been like walking. You do know you can just take the bus, right? Uh, I mean, I, I just I just love a good walk. You have seen him jumping. <laughs> How do you get anywhere on time? Mostly I walk with super strength. Oh, well, that's just cheating. It's just walking really, really good. <laughs> just open the door to the suite. <laughs> uh, yeah, you step into the suite and, I mean, you nothing seems out of place. Uh, Dan, you said you leave the door to your room open now? Yeah, when they come in, um, Danny just kind of pokes his head out. And you can see that over his paint smock, he is wearing that uh, victory costume he stole for a disguise previously. <laughs> so that he does not get paint on his uh, clothes. Was I here for that? I don't think I was actually here for that. <laughs> you were not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hence the stealing. <laughs> if you'd been here, you would have stopped him. Oh, this bird, that is, that's, that, that's amazing. That's, that is That is perfect. Uh, oh boy. I think Alex notes it, and it looks for a second like he's going to say something, and then he just doesn't. <laughs> Danny's just going to be like, hey, hey, hello, um, I, hmm, I don't think it's a problem right now, but if it is, I have a problem to maybe solve later. What's the problem? Crack. I, you're, you're doing crack? I, no, no. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, Why didn't you say something before? I, I. <laughs> Danny doesn't know what crack is. No, what, oh no. Right, but 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 you say crack, and you're right. Yeah, and then we all react. It's like, no, like no, Danny, Danny, we're your friends. Why? Why didn't you come to us? Why didn't you say something? Who even gave you crack tonight? On a very special episode. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking the clone high theme. Um. <laughs> Just uh, who even gave me uh, the crack? Appeared. No one gave me crack. You found unmarked crack, and, and you, you used it, Danny. Your portal gave you crack. Crack is just falling out of your portals now. <laughs> My portal did not create the crack. You're, no, no, no. I mean, no. I assume. I assume your portal is dealing now. Usually, usually a drug dealer makes the crack, Danny. Your portal is dealing drugs out of our dorm. Danny, Danny sits still on the couch and is just like, I regret bringing up my problem. No, 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 we want to help you, Danny. It's okay, it's okay. How much, okay, how much, how much crack have you done? How long has this been going on? I, I mean, I, I have created zero crack. <laughs> The crack appears on its own. <laughs> it's a gateway drug. <laughs> God damn it! Shit. Oh. 
Okay, well, how about this? How about this? We're gonna get rid of- we're, okay. You give us the crack. We're gonna- we're gonna- we're just gonna- we're gonna flush whatever crack you still have. Yes, I have gotten rid of the crack. <laughs> oh, okay, good, oh, good. good. Oh, you good. Okay. okay, the first step is admitting you have a problem, which you have done. Great. Awesome. Yes. And then if the crack opens up a portal to hell, I will need your help closing it. Wait, what? Wait, excuse me? What kind of drugs are these? Are, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure it's not like hallucinogens? Are you doing shrooms? I, I, I don't, I don't know what doing or shrooms is. Um, <laughs> there is a crack in my room. Oh, a, a crack. Wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, and you said hell. You said something about hell. Yes, it is like. It is like the crack I opened in the alley. Um, it was warm, and then I covered it with um, spackle, and now it's gone. But if it comes back, I would like help. All right. Oh my god, I thought he had a drug problem. All right, okay. Lyra just kind of like sits on the couch. Yes, portal to hell. Honestly, this is worse. This is a lot worse. Uh, no, I don't agree. Uh, I am very prepared to deal with portals to hell. I am not prepared to deal with my friend being addicted to drugs. One of these problems I can solve with my fists. The other I cannot. The other you can solve with support. Please do not punch my wall. I, I, I you know what? Actually, I will walk them to the door, but I will stop them <laughs> from walking into my room. Um, and I will point where I covered in my writing. And I'll be like, it is under here, but it is not here right now. And I'm worried it will come back. And if it comes back, I will need your help. Okay. You said you could feel heat? Is that right? Danny, on that note, you are not sure if maybe that particular spot of paint didn't dry, or if it has something to do with the heat, but where you wrote, ask for help, with help underlined three times, half of that L has, like, dripped down the wall, so that now it says... Ask for help. Underlined three times. Danny will, upon seeing that, Danny sighs and goes, I need you all to come into my bedroom. And he will, using the trowel, he will scrape off the plaster to show them the crack. It appears to be a very thin line through the paint of the wall. If you put your hands up to it, you can feel some heat radiating off of it. Okay. Can I try to take a look at the crack using my victory senses. I think so, yeah. Um, roll to assess the situation. Specialize. I will attempt to see yeah, my... I will... Yes, uh, didn't you know? <laughs> the victory vision also sees hell radiation. While this is happening, Danny will look at Bethel and be like, I have never had a girl in my room before. <laughs> I am... I am your aunt. <laughs> you can't say these things to me. Uh, uh, I got a nine. Um, I am going to. I think what's so what on a seven to nine? Ask one. Um, hmm, I guess I would probably go with. Hmm, oh, that's actually. Uh, what, what here? What here is the biggest threat? I would go with probably. This crack in the wall. You can see. We'll say, actually, I'm going to say that this is probably more of your infravision mm -hmm. that you are getting a reading on this with, because you can see yeah. the heat that's kind of radiating off of it, and it's not super responding to 
any of your other senses particularly well. With your Envision, you can see the heat source, but you can also see you can also see more lines of the same level or warmer heat. They're not visible as cracks in the wall. They kind of appear to be almost in the air. They're all kind of segmented and breaking. They all kind of meet at a single point. As you turn in a circle and you look around the room with your infravision and you are sort of tracking these lines of heat, you can see they all sort of converge on Danny, or rather behind Danny's back. Danny, Danny, I'm going to ask you a really strange question. Bear, Bear with me. Do you mind just kind of briefly stepping side to side? Danny does so. It does not feel like a strange request to Danny at all. <laughs> as 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 Alex is just staring intently at Danny with his goggles. Uh, Danny steps side yeah. to side. When Danny does so, is that a point that is behind Danny, or does it seem like it's kind of tracking to Danny? It's tracking to Danny, for sure. Gotcha. You almost get the impression from this vision, you almost get the impression that even though there is this crack in the wall that is bleeding through, there is another space somewhere connected to Danny that has been far more afflicted by whatever this is. I'm, uh, I, I'm I don't know that much about extra dimensional spaces. Um, I, I, I only have the one and um, I, I don't even know that much about that. And it's technically sort of kind of mine. Also, I uh, got like uh, B minus tops in uh, my high school physics class, but I think it's definitely if we're sure this is hell, um, any any of the aboves or belows. It's definitely sort of pushing outward. It's, it's affecting this space, but there's somewhere else that it seems like it's already done a lot more damage to. Like, this is almost like the outermost manifestation of whatever it's doing to this other place. And that other place is connected to you somehow, Danny. Wait, Danny, you you said you, you said there was another place where you saw a crack like this. Yes, in the alley I came from, I opened a crack there when I was mad. And then I told, I told some adults, and I think they're working on it, but I don't know. What adults? Um, I told the most beautiful person I've ever seen with my own human eyes about the crack to hell. So maybe we should go to the crack to hell and see if she's there and can help me. Okay. I mean, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, let me get changed and send an email to Clara and ask her if she has any, like, dare videos, because I think this little scare has brought to my attention, uh, you should know what drugs are if you're gonna be unsupervised for part of the day. And Lyra just, like, awkwardly goes back to her, her room in the suite. Yeah. When she leaves, 
Danny's going to whisper it to Victory and Spectral. <laughs> I saw Bethel's face. <laughs> wait, what? I saw it. Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. No, wait, Danny, Danny, can, can you hold it in your mind? Could, could, could you pick her out of a lineup? Alex. Alex, come on. <laughs> no, I got it. When no, you say no, that, Danny no. will be like, I'm not. I already forgot it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> shoot. No, no. Okay, shoot. No, it's definitely. No, no, it's. Uh, no, 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 I know. It's def- It's Vivian. I know it. It's definitely Vivian. It's definitely Vivian. <laughs> Danny will take off the victory suit to uh, get ready. <laughs> Does he simply leave it on the floor in a heap? No, he hangs it up in his closet where he keeps it. <laughs> in, his, in his closet, okay. <laughs> Incredible. Yes, excellent. Right, yeah, and I guess as, Dan, as Danny's doing that, uh, uh, Alex just turns to Kaz and is like, okay, look, no, look, you don't get it. Hey, like, I'm trying to not be worried about it, but like, okay, I am, I am like 95% sure that we went to high school together. So what, dude? Like, she doesn't want to show her face. She doesn't want anyone to know. No, I know, she I is. know, and I know, but I just like it's gonna drive me. Okay, okay, like, it's like okay, okay, but listen, okay, no, it's 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 like like when you see someone and you're like, shoot, I know that person. Where do I know them from? And it's like one of the things it sticks it just sticks in your brain, and it's it's been like that, and it's like like and it's not. It's like, I, and I want to respect her privacy, but also every time around, there's that part of my brain that is that is just like, hey, remember that place that you know her from that isn't crime fighting? And I'm like, definitely somewhere, and that is going to haunt me until I die. Uh, or better yet, until I, I just figure out it was somebody, somebody on the cheerleading squad. I've got like and and like sm- smash cut to like like the, the the yearbook picture on the wall of his room with like big red X's through a bunch of people, including Lyra. <laughs> <laughs> Lyra's just standing in the room. She's like, "Guys, are you ready?" Yes. yes. Alex, you you need to let it go. You, no, you need to let it go. You don't understand. I can't. This is stalker I behavior. I can't sleep, Cass. <laughs> That sounds like a personal problem that you need to work on. Okay, to be to be fair, last week was the no food, all caffeine part of the um, uh, victory diet. So you know, to be fair, that could actually be contributing to that as well. Um, but while I can't sleep, this is not the causal aspect of my not being able to sleep. But while I can't sleep, it's just like, it, it, like like I try not to think about it. And you know, you ever try to not think about something? You've tried really hard to not think. Uh, yeah, every day of my life. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so you know how how, how futile that is. Yeah, I'm definitely aware. <laughs> anyway, let's go uh, do some crime fighting with this person whom I definitely know, but also definitely don't. Alex, what are you doing? Nothing. All right, you gather in the common area of your suite. You're all suited up and ready to go, or de-suited in Danny's case. And <laughs> Danny, you open a portal? Yes. To outside the alley, not in the alley. Okay. You open a portal to outside of the alley. You all step through, and you are back on the street where you first met. Where you encountered each other for the first time and battled crossroads together. Or at least three of you are. The portal closes behind you with Danny nowhere to be seen. A 
you'd like to keep up with us and what we're up to, you can follow us on Twitter at LiveFromTheApoc, Instagram and TikTok at LiveFromTheApocalypse, or join our Discord community, which will be linked in the description down below. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to give us a good rating and follow us on your podcatcher of choice. Leave a review if you're so inclined. It really does help us out so much. The donation link to our First Nations Development Institute fundraising campaign can also be found in the description if you'd like to help support Indigenous communities. Join us for the live recordings of Academy H every other Sunday, or any of our many other ongoing live-streamed campaigns that happen throughout the week over at twitch.tv slash livefromtheapocalypse. For all this information and more, check out livefromtheapocalypse.com. As always, nothing we do would be possible without your support, and we appreciate you so much. Until next time. Academy H is edited by Will Malkus, with music and sound effects from Epidemic Sound. Character art by at OxyBellasDraws on Twitter and Instagram. It's a horseshoe crab. Oh, right. No, you're right. I'm sorry. To be blessed by a horseshoe human. human you're right. Crabs I am so sorry. Crabs. Centaurs, have, if you will. I'm sorry. I have been running around the woods all weekend hitting people with pool noodles and getting very little sleep in the process. <laughs> Did you win, son? <laughs>